Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorn, PA. Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. And the Edge of Philly Sports Network. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesko. And hey, Chet, uh, before we get started, I, I just got a little something for you, okay? Ooh, yeah, okay. Okay, Mr. Hawaii. Aloha, my friend. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. The Eagles are 12-1 and with a two-game lead in the NFC. The Sixers are getting great play from Joel Embiid. Uh, still just above 500 at 15-12. and 12. Is your uh, Glenn Rivers clock still ticking, Chet? Flyers are now 30 games into the season, and their playoff chances are eh, almost pretty much gone already. Uh, and you and I haven't had a chance to talk Philly since I've been gone. Uh, big news there. Don't forget, Chet, Christmas, 11 days away. You might want to get your shopping started. Who are you, by the way? Do I know you? I'm kidding. Well, you if you'd like me to sing my song shows. again for no, you, no. I can. I know you took that exotic vacation, but, you know, frankly, I'm a little hurt, Bill, because apparently you'd rather look at scenery like this than see faces like these. Come on. Hey, truth. <laughs> the truth speaks for itself. What can I say? <laughs> oh, my. But, hey, I will tell you, because we got better faces than yours tonight, except we're having a little technical difficulty, <laughs> I'd rather look at Ray Dittinger than either one of you two, and Ray will be the godfather of sports in Philadelphia. Hall of Famer Ray Dittinger will be joining us tonight. Yeah, well, he was the godfather of football, but now Seth Joyner and NFL Films have given him a promotion. He's just the godfather of Philly sports now, and you're not going to get an argument from me on that. It is our first chance to talk with Ray since last May, which was a few days after he officially announced that he would be retiring from radio and TV. But while we miss him on radio and on the Eagles pre- and post-game show on TV. We do get to talk with him tonight, although, as you said, some technical difficulties mean we can't see his smiling face. But still, let's get it going. Let's do it. Let's welcome back 
uh, the great Ray Dittinger. Ray, hopefully enjoy, uh, vacation is going your way, and uh, I guess it's permanent vacation. Let's call it retirement. How's things going? <laughs> well, um, my wife refers to it as uh, your so-called retirement. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it hasn't exactly been uh, it hasn't exactly been stretched out on the couch watching TV. It's uh, there's just a lot going on. Um, I think it's it, it's really more than anything else. It's just the way things have evolved. Um, I mean, I I retired at the end of May, uh, and then. The Phillies went on their run, and then we had Red October, and then right after that we had, you know, the Eagles just stringing together wins, and now they're the number one, number one team in the NFL. So there's just a lot going on. It's all good stuff. I mean, that's the good part of it. It's all good, but um, there's uh, ample reason for my phone to keep ringing. Is kind of what it amounts to. So, uh, so technically, technically, and I'm doing air quotes here. Technically, I'm retired. Uh, but the way things are going in Philadelphia these days, it's uh, they sort of keep bringing me back. Well, Ray, let's cover as much ground as we can with you in our time here this evening. And we'll start with those 12-1 and Eagles. There's been a lot of discussion on Sports Talk Radio recently about just how very good this Birds team is. And, you know, while they haven't yet won a playoff game, of course, I'm hearing a lot of people, including some radio hosts, say that, they're the best Eagles team of the last 50-plus years, as good or better than the three that went to Super Bowls, one of which, of course, won a Super Bowl. Ray, as you would say, reality check. Are they that good? Uh, yeah, they are. They are. Okay. I mean, if you, if you just uh, – by any by any metric measurement, they are. Um, they're – you know, they're a top – they're a top three offense. They're a top three defense number one in the league uh, on giveaway takeaway, which as we all know is a, is a huge factor in winning and losing. Um, they're near the top in sacks, they're near the top in takeaways. Uh, they're number one in red zone conversions into touchdowns, largely due to Jalen Hurts. Um, so just about all the critical criteria by which you measure winning teams, successful teams in the NFL, the Eagles are either number one, two, or three, and actually they're number one in a lot of those categories. Um, and it's legit. I mean, it really is. I mean, they're they're really good. They're really good on offense. They're really good on the offensive line. They've got a lot of depth uh, on the defense. Um, the addition of Bradbury has really stabilized their secondary. Uh, and, I mean, they're solid in just about every area. I mean, the special teams have had their ups and downs. But in terms of offense and defense – they're good and they're deep and they seem to be getting better by the week. Yeah, Ray, I, I want to, I was going to top of my list here. Um, I want to talk to you about the offensive line because I always go to the offensive line. Um, and, you know, Michael Parsons putting out a little rat poison this week, shake, trying to shake up the Jalen Hurts thing a little bit. Uh, I don't totally disagree with, uh, with Michael Parsons. Um, you know, but that's the game. They're all they're all that way. But but back to the offensive line, uh, when healthy, I think this is the best Eagles offensive line I can ever remember. And you know, going back, the Hogs were one that had a had a fun nickname. They were really good. This offensive line to me is right up there with the best, one of the best we've ever seen. Um, they're they are they're very good. Um, they're very well coached. They don't make mistakes. Um, they got a great center. 
Um, they're really solid on the edges with the two with the two tackles, uh, and uh, and you know Sam Alu, who I never thought was all that terrific a player, uh, is really having his best year. He's really come on, and he's a good solid player now. And Dickerson is, uh, you know, he's. I mean, for for a young guy who's playing, I mean, they drafted him to be a center, so uh, they've had a they've, they've wound up putting him a guard because. If he was still at center, he wouldn't be on the field right now. So they moved him at guard, and uh, that left side with he and Maialata is uh, pretty formidable. I mean, that's a lot of beef over there, 360 pounds and 320 pounds. And the thing is, they um, if you watch them, they're so athletic. Uh, I mean, they, they, they are really well coached. Their timing is excellent, uh, and they run a lot of those counter plays. Uh, where they get guys moving and the right tackle comes across and leads a play. I mean, Bill, you just mentioned, you, you mentioned the hogs as a comparison. Um, that was one of the things that made that Washington offensive line so good was that they had those guys in motion all the time. And uh, they ran a lot of counter plays and they had guys who were, who were big enough and fast enough and agile enough that they could come across the formation and uh, and block on the other side, and then block on the second level. And the Eagles have the same thing now. I mean, they run a lot of really, really intricate stuff, and they run it extremely well. And you've got, you know, Hertz is Hertz runs the ball like a running back more than a quarterback. He really does. And uh, Miles Sanders is having his best year. And now we're just talking about the running game. We haven't even gotten into the passing game. Um, when you think that this is a team that could lose a player like Dallas Goddard a couple weeks ago and just keep rolling and never miss a beat. I mean, that's pretty amazing. I mean, you take a tight end like that off of most offenses and they're going to suffer noticeably. And that really hasn't been the case with the Eagles. I mean, there's, they're still scoring 40 points a game, even without Dallas Goddard. Ray, we've got to ask you about uh, Jalen Hurts. You've mentioned him a couple of times here. Nobody, and that includes you, I think, expected him to make this kind of leap in his second full season as a starter. How's he able to do this? How's he able to make such a big jump? Worked at it. He worked at it. And he that's one of the reasons why this offseason, when there was all the discussion about um, what to do in the draft, and there were people that were advocating, uh, openly advocating, um, that the Eagles, that Howie Roseman should – Trade the whole draft, all three first round draft picks. Trade them all. You know, trade them all. Get in. You get go get Russell Wilson, or go get Deshaun Watson, or you know, go get Aaron Rodgers. Go get you know, take this whole draft and just go out and get yourself a quarterback. And man, if I said it once, I must have said it a hundred times. I said, hey, you know, you might have your quarterback right here. You know, I mean, this guy in his first year as a starter did take you to the playoffs. And the one thing we've seen with Jalen Hurts throughout his career, and I'm going all the way back to Alabama, is this is a guy that has improved every year. I mean, the guy that you saw at Alabama bore little resemblance to the guy you saw at Oklahoma. And the guy you saw at Oklahoma bore little resemblance to the guy we saw when he came to the NFL. I mean, this is a guy who football is a 12-month-a-year proposition with him. Uh, And, you know, I've, I've sometimes referred to him um, as the anti-Ben Simmons, because, I mean, this is a guy that will work on his game, and this is a guy that will work on the areas of his game that need improvement. 
And every year, I mean, the running, the running was a given. We knew he could run. We all knew he could run. But the one area that everybody talked about was, could he become an NFL passer? And so he just worked and worked and worked at it. And I really saw it. I mean, this summer uh, at training camp, in practice, and in the preseason, just watching how how much better he got and how much more confident he got throwing the football. I mean, there were practice sessions in training camp this year where the ball was never on the ground. I mean, everything he threw was a complete pass. And the, his ability to see the field, you know, find his receiver and put the ball there on target on time. I mean, it was it was really, really noticeable. And I, I had a feeling that now I, I couldn't, I was certainly not going to predict at that point that here we would be into December and he would be in the MVP conversation. I mean, I didn't see that coming, but the fact that he was going to step up and play well this year, I felt pretty confident that that would happen. Hey, Ray, the, the addition of A.J. Brown, uh, not not only just catching the ball in, in his receptions and yards, but the fact that he creates such bad matchups, you know, for the other guys as well as himself, uh, what, what an addition they got with that on draft day. Yeah, great acquisition, uh, and and he's the really perfect complement to uh, Devontae Smith on the other side. I mean, they really have two blue-chip receivers now um, that they really complement each other. I mean, Smith is a great pattern runner. Uh, he really is good work in the sidelines uh, and can get deep. He's, he, he has the ability to get deep so he can threaten you, stretch in the field. Uh, and A.J. Smith, because, A.J. Brown, because of his size and strength, uh, as you said, Bill, is, is a is a physical mismatch for most corners. So Devontae Smith is going to work the outside uh, and get those move the chains kind of plays. Uh, and uh, A.J. Brown is going to run the digs and the slants and work the middle of the field and also have the ability to get deep. And if he gets one-on-one down the field with a corner, and Jalen Hurts knows this, if he just lays it up there for a 50-50 ball, that A.J. is going to go get it. Uh, the one thing that I didn't know, and I don't think a whole lot of people knew, was the relationship that existed between Hertz and Brown uh, going back. I mean, before, you know, they hadn't played together in college. I didn't realize when the draft, when draft night came and you saw the, them FaceTiming each other and the conversation and how happy they were, it was sort of like, well, where did this come from? Where, where were these guys' teammates? And then it turns out that they were both being recruited at Alabama at the same time. And they met during the recruiting process and became good friends and worked out together in the offseason. I didn't know any of that, but they obviously had that kind of relationship and they had already developed that kind of chemistry. Uh, and it has certainly become a winning chemistry for the Eagles. So, yeah, I mean, if you're a defensive coordinator trying to figure out how you're going to slow down this Eagles offense, good luck, because nobody's been able to do it yet this year. Hey, Ray, I know you can hear us, obviously, but can you see us at this point? Yes, I can. Okay, good. Uh, I wanted to ask you because uh, Barrett Brooks the other day put up this list of what he thought should be priorities in free agency this year. T.J. Edwards, Javon Hargrave, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, uh, you know, Miles Sanders, etc. cetera. Uh, they're not going to be able to bring everybody back. You know that because, you know, for one thing, they're going to probably give uh, Jalen Hurts a huge contract to keep him around. So how would you prioritize things this offseason? Not that I want to get ahead of myself, but, you know, what do you, what do you say? Um, that's the order that he had them in? Yes. Man, I don't know that I'd have T.J. Edwards number one. 
He's having um, a good season, of course. What's that? TJ is having a good season, though. Oh, he is. He is. Um, but, you know, I, I think at some point you're going to want to get Nicobe Dean on the field, um, and that would be his position. Right. Um, uh, you know, Hargrave to me is a guy you definitely want to keep. Uh, I think Hargrave is, to me, is a, is, is a pro Bowl level player. Um, Gardner Johnson has been, has had, has made an impact. I, I don't know what his injury status is, if that's going to hamper him coming back or if it's going to give you concerns moving forward. Uh, you know, t- teams are very reluctant uh, to, to extend running backs. They'll generally have running backs, let them play out their first contract and then let them go because you figure at that point you've seen the best of them. Miles Sanders seems to be just getting better. Uh, I'd like to keep him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Bradbury, I, I would try and keep Bradbury too uh, because I think that the pairing of he and uh, uh, he and Slay, uh, right now I don't think there's a better cornerback tandem in the NFL right now. And that has really given – uh, I think Jonathan Gannon a lot more confidence in the kind of defensive game he's calling. Um, he's calling a much more aggressive defensive game now than he was last year when he really didn't trust his secondary. He can trust his secondary now because he's got two cornerbacks that can match up pretty much with anybody. Hey, Ray, five of the first six guys in, in that group were were defensive guys. Uh, I'm not sure that we we weren't totally unexpected uh, for the offense to be this good. I don't think anybody thought the defense would be this good, and they're number one in a whole pile of categories. Yeah, they are. They are, and it's um, and they're you know it's it's not a fluke. It's not an illusion. I mean, they are that good. Um, the there were some issues early in early in the season, and I think everybody saw it in, in their ability to stop the run. Uh, and certainly very, I mean, even before the Washington game, um, teams were running on them fairly successfully. And then Washington pointed it out for the whole country to see. But, you know, give Howie Roseman a lot of credit. I mean, he's had a big year as the general manager. I mean, he's made a lot of, he's made a lot of moves and have been proven to be good moves. And when they got exposed the way they got exposed by Washington, I mean, he went right out and he brought in, and Dominican Sue and Linville Joseph. And now all of a sudden you got a couple more big bodies in there. And now Fletcher Cox doesn't have to play 70 snaps a game, which at this point in his career, he's really not capable of doing. You get him down to 30, 35 snaps. He'll give you 30 really good snaps now. Um, so with that depth uh, and with that kind of experience, they now have the defensive line and the John, you know, Brandon Graham is not having to play a ton of snaps. So he's on the field. He's fresh in the fourth quarter. And you've seen Josh Sweat is coming, is really kind of coming along. I, I thought he was going to be a good player. It took a little longer than I thought for him to begin to emerge, but he is now. And you're seeing he's having his best year. So you've got um, a lot of depth, a lot of speed, and uh, a fair amount of experience there on the defensive line. And that really kind of sets the table for everything else. Well, Ray, NFL Films did a fantastic show about you a couple of weeks back. Uh, I watched it on either NFL Network or FS1. It is still available on YouTube for all to see. And this is one of the many great moments in it. Uh, Let me see. Right here. I've never watched an Eagles game with my dad. And I'm 49 years old. We've been in the same stadium a lot of times. You know, but I've been here and he's been there. But 
No, I mean, in, in the way in the way most fathers and sons watch Eagles games, no, we have never had that experience. Uh, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be cool. I just hope he's not taking notes. Welcome to the 2022 NFL kickoff. What this is incredible. Like NFL.com, you can see all this stuff pop. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Ray, 14 <laughs> weeks into the season, are you still taking notes while watching the games? And if so, why? You're retired, allegedly. Uh, yeah, allegedly. Um, <laughs> I, I explained it, in, I, I explained it in, in the show that uh, after, after 53 years of covering this team uh, and covering football, uh, I've – I, I just chart every game. I chart every game that I watch. So uh, I've never watched an Eagles. If I'm not sure, if I'm not charting the game, uh, it's almost like I'm not watching it. You know, I, if, if I'm not, if I'm not logging every play, logging every coverage, logging every personnel grouping, all of that stuff, uh, it's almost like I'm not paying attention. So um, I mean, is it? I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it for the rest of my life. But I mean, at this point, it's become so um so much a part of me that if i'm watching a game especially if i'm watching an eagles game i'm going to log it because there's stuff i always want to go back and see there's stuff i always want to go back and read and hey by the way if this season continues down the path that's going now um this is pretty historic stuff i mean this these uh these charts that i'm doing now we might have to send them right to Canton because <laughs> the eagles uh the eagles are on their way to uh, doing some things that no no football team in this city's done ever Absolutely. Could be another book. You never know. Well, hey, hey Ray, uh, you were in the back when we when we opened up the show and we were playing around about Hawaii because I've been gone for the last two weeks and missed the show. But uh, while I was gone, I completed from one end to the other, finished business. Uh, great read. It's, it's 11 days till Christmas, still available out there. Tell people how they can get finished business. Some fantastic stuff in there that – I didn't realize until I read it that you were the one behind and kind of stumbled on some things. The Lomas Brown thing, I remembered like it was yesterday, did, but didn't know you were the guy that broke that story. So many great things in this book. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I'm really happy with the way it turned out. I'm really happy with the way it's been received. Um, people really do like it. It is sold. It's sold very well. Uh, and if folks, if folks want to find it, um, it's in bookstores. Uh, you can order it on Amazon if you wish. Uh, and uh, I will also be doing a book signing uh, this coming Saturday uh, at the Barnes & Noble in Broomall, Delaware County. Oh, Anybody that's out that way, the Lawrence Park Shopping Center right there off Route 320, there's a very lovely Barnes & Noble. And I will be there this Saturday signing copies of Finished Business and also Eagles Encyclopedia. Uh, I will be there from 1 to 3. So if anybody's uh, trying to get last-minute uh, shopping in for Christmas, they can stop by and be Happy to sign a book for him, but I'm glad glad you got a chance to read it, Bill, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was um, it was fun to put together. Uh, I I'm sure it, pro it well it it would have never been written if the Eagles hadn't won the Super Bowl. To be I I'll be perfectly honest with you there. Um, the people at Temple University Press had approached me a few years ago about uh, hey you're coming up on 50 years in the business. Why don't you do your memoirs? And um, I. 
I started to fool around with it and I wrote a chapter or two, but I just, it just didn't feel right to me. It just didn't feel like a book. Uh, and I, I got back to them and I said, you know, this just really isn't working for me. And they said, okay, fine. Don't worry about it. But, you know, a 2017 season came along and the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and they won it in the fashion in which they won it. Um, and I had that moment uh, with my son after the game uh, in the postgame show uh, where we celebrated in a very public way and people really responded to that. And I remember flying back from Minnesota and thinking, you know what, I think we might have a book now, uh, you know, because that whole season and that whole week and that game and that day um, kind of gave the book an ending, which it didn't have before. So if the Eagles had, if that last Tom Brady Hail Mary had been caught instead of dropped, uh, that book probably never would have happened. But fortunately for all of us, it did. And uh, I was able to write the book and I really had, a, I really had a tremendous amount of fun writing it. You know, it, it would have been it would have been a shame not to write the book, though, Ray. So many great things. You know, the climax at the end with the Super Bowl was great, but there were so many other great stories in there had nothing to do with the Super Bowl. I'm glad you wrote it, and I enjoyed the heck out of it. Well, good. I'm glad you did. And and that's you're right. I mean, I had covered the thing is, Bill, uh, that I had written. I had covered all the other championships. You know, I'm the only I'm the only writer in town that has covered them all. I'm the only writer here still around that was here for the Flyers two Stanley Cups and covered the Phillies 80 World Series and covered the Dr. J and Moses team. So I, I had been, I had covered all those teams. I had seen all those games. I had been to all the parades. But of course, the one thing that was missing was the Super Bowl. Uh, and, you know, when that finally happened, it kind of closed the circle and gave me a, gave me a real reason to sit down and, and write the book. And I'm glad I'm glad I did because it really was a lot of fun. I, and listen, I would I would have I would have really felt bad if I had never written that chapter about wrestling. At a lot, of people, <laughs> I don't know my background in professional wrestling, but I would have never had a chance to to tell that story if it hadn't been for this book. Yep. Fantastic, hey Dre, I got to sneak two more questions in before we let you go. First thing, as you are well aware. December 24th at 4.25 p.m., a pretty important Eagles-Cowboys football game, a lot on the line for both teams. What will Christmas Eve be like at the Didinger household, and what kind of game do you expect? <laughs> uh, well, we will be at my daughter at my daughter and son-in-law's house on Christmas Eve. Uh, that's when our family always gathers. We always do Christmas Eve. We always do our family thing on Christmas Eve. So um, it just so happens that this year there's going to be a football game. Uh, so we'll be uh, opening the presents while we watch the football game. Uh, and so that'll be a little different, but that's going to be fun. And you're right. I mean, that's going to be a huge game. And, uh, you know, right now, I mean, I expect both the Eagles and the Cowboys to win this week and uh, go into that game fully aware of what's going to be at stake. And if I had to pick it right now, I'll pick the Eagles. You know, I think it's going to be tough because the Cowboys are their Cowboys are good. They're talented. But, you know, it, it looked I look at these two teams and the big difference between them is one quarterback throws interceptions and the other one doesn't. Uh, and uh, if going into a big game, I'll take the guy who doesn't throw interceptions. And that's and that's Jalen Hurts. Ray, last thing from me. I saw you out in Hershey in August. Uh, Tommy and me. Um, it was terrific yet again, and great to have it back in the place where it all began for you. And I reminded you afterwards that it'll be 25 years this coming year since 
Tommy was inducted right. into the Hall of Fame. So you got to bring it back in 2023. <laughs> what are the plans? Will you have another Tommy and me in the year ahead? Uh, I'm, I'm just about positive we will. Uh, I, in fact, I hadn't even really thought about the silver anniversary aspect of it until you until you mentioned it. I know uh, that, this, <laughs> that this that this year, well, next year, 2023, right. will be 25 years uh, since Tommy was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and we had that wonderful weekend out in Canton. So, yeah, I I've, I I definitely wanted to bring it back, but thinking about the 25th anniversary now, I definitely want to bring it back, uh, and we have two theaters that are both very interested in doing it. Uh, one of them is a, a theater called Act Two, which is up in Ambler, uh, which is a really nice theater. Uh, we have never been there before, but they're really interested in doing it. And the other theater that's very interested is the Uptown Theater in Westchester, which is right near the Westchester University campus. Um, another really nice theater. Um, and uh, we're in talks with them to see if we can work it out. But it, uh, one or the other is certainly going to happen, and probably right about the same time, Chet. Probably, probably in August, uh, it'll be coming back. So I'm confident that Tommy and me will get to celebrate that 25th anniversary. I'm looking forward to that. Count me in. All right, Ray. I have just two two questions wrapped <laughs> one wrapped up in one. Uh, how great a job has Nick Sariani and his staff done, and is this bunch going to win the Super Bowl? Uh. Well, the coaching staff has been outstanding. I mean, for a young staff that uh, that came in and we didn't know very much about any of these guys. Uh, I mean, I, I Nick Sirianni was was a name to me. I had no idea who he was or what he was, um, and most of the and most of the staff he brought in. Uh, I look. I was one of the people that said, "There's so many young guys on that staff." I mean, it's. A whole bunch of young guys. Where where are the old veterans? Where's the Jim Johnson? You know, where's the Rod Dowhour? Where where's you know where are the where are those old heads that every coaching staff needs? Uh, I was concerned about that, uh, but what we're finding out is that this th- these guys are young, they're smart, they're hungry, uh, and they really have uh, an obvious ability to connect with these players. You know, Nick is is a little unorthodox uh, in. Uh, in the way he coaches. Um, he's extremely energetic, uh, sometimes a little over the top, it seems. Uh, but it's obvious he's having a lot of fun. Uh, and his his energy and his positive approach to things is obviously contagious. Uh, and I always feel like you, you judge, you know, you judge a coach not by necessarily does he win the press conference, but does he win the game? Uh, and it's not that important if he connects with every sports writer. It's more important if he connects with every player. And Nick Sirianni gets very, very high marks in that area. I mean, these guys, from the from the rookies all the way up through the old veterans, through the Coxes and the Kelseys, um, they they buy in. I mean, they they have bought into Nick Sirianni in a big way. And how could you not? Twelve and one, they're clearly the best team in football. And right now, am I picking them to win the Super Bowl? No. I'm not going to go that far, but I, I will say this: I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think, it's any, I don't think. Look, I don't think it's a, a stretch at all. It is not a stretch at all to say they are the best team in the NFL right now. They are the best team in the NFL. The best team doesn't always win. We found yeah. that out with the 16 and 0 Patriots, but right now they are the best team in the league. And uh, I feel, I feel this: I, I feel they will go to the Super Bowl, and then let's have that conversation when we see who they're playing. 
Sounds good. Well, Ray, hey, we appreciate you joining us as always. It's our pleasure and uh, glad to see you're back out and about a little bit too. Yeah, um, I am. I am, and I'm uh, and I'm enjoying it a lot. And uh, hopefully, we can uh, we can reconvene uh, right around Super Bowl time because uh, I have a feeling that this team is still going to be playing. All right. Well, Merry Christmas to you and your family, my friend. Merry Christmas to you guys. Always a pleasure. Take care. See you now. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Ray. Bye bye. See you, Chet. See ya. All right. I'll tell you what, Chet. It doesn't get any better than that right there. That was fantastic. Always great to hear from Ray, even though he couldn't see his smiling face. It was great. Great content as usual. Absolutely. Well, hey, Chet, winter's setting uh, setting in, so you're probably going to be spending a little more time on your couch than you are in your car. It's time for you to start saving with Allstate's pay-as-you-go auto insurance. Yeah, that's right, Bill. Allstate's pay-as-you-go auto insurance puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay-per-mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay-per-mile car insurance by calling your local agent. In Westchester, Pennsylvania, that is Dave Lavoy. Call Dave at 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700. And start to save more now that you are driving less. Well, since we're talking about the Christmas and holiday season uh, being upon us, Chet, what's going on over at the Irish Rover Station House? That ugly sweater contest is coming up soon, isn't it? Well, you know, it is my favorite time of the year, my favorite event at the Irish Rover in Langhorne. And yeah, it is happening again. It is Thursday evening. The ugly sweater party at the Rover. There will be Miller Lite specials, prizes for the ugliest sweaters, even uglier than uh, what she's wearing right there. And yes, I'll be there. I'll be decked out in one of my many ugly sweaters. You know that. Um, just got to go through the dozen or so that I have and figure out which one I'm going to wear. Otherwise, lots going on at the Rover all the time, especially here in December. They have Quizzo Night every Wednesday. They have live music back again on Saturdays. This weekend, it's unplugged on Saturday. The Rover also has a special Coors Light holiday event next Tuesday. And, oh, next week on the 23rd, they have something going on uh, for people who want to go see the Flyers. And, yeah, there are some out there. I know a uh, special Flyers ticket giveaway at the Rover on the 23rd. And, of course, if you need a party tray for your holiday event, the Rover can help the Irish Rover Station House on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorn. And the website is irishroverstationhouse.com. Hi, football fans. This is Merrill Reese, and you're listening to Bill and Chet on Philly Press Box Radio. It's good! Yes, it is, and so are the Eagles. They're good. What are you doing? Ah, that was a goalpost. I was trying to fit in my screen here. <laughs> gotcha. They are good. Hey, speaking of good, Chet, uh, the Sixers, they've recovered from the James Harden, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid injury, still missing Tyrese Maxey. They've now won three in a row after losing three in a row, after winning three in a row. Uh, where do you stand with Glenn Rivers in this club? A third of the season mark, 15 and 12. Well, I'm going to give him a little more time because of all the injuries. You know, Embiid missed a few games. Harden was out for a few weeks. Tyrese Maxey's still out for probably another week or two. So uh, they have been playing better of late. They've won three in a row, as you said. It's a seven-game homestand right now. I'm looking for them to win six out of seven, keep on moving up in the Eastern Conference standings. 
Embiid's been a beast. You know that, even though you're not his biggest fan. Uh, 53 points the other night. Eastern Conference Player of the Week again. James Harden playing better now since he's been back after a shaky start back. Uh, 15 or more assists the last two games for him to go with 21 points last night. So things are looking up for the Sixers. I think they're going to, you know, make some noise. Still not a huge Glenn Doc Rivers fan, but hey, you can't fire when they're on a winning streak and they have a lot more winnable games ahead. Well, here, here you go. I did a little homework for you. Okay. I'll throw some numbers at you. Your boy, Joel Embiid, in the last 11 games, okay, he took a couple of days, four games off in, in this group, right? So it would be okay. 15 games. 11 games that he's played basically over the course of 31 days. 37.3 points a game, 9.5 rebounds a game. Um, pretty substantial, eh? Yeah. But 7-4. and four. Seven and four in those 11 games when he's averaging 37 points. The four games that he did not play, they won three of them. Um, does he need to score 37 points a game in order to uh, for this team to be successful? Or can he get back in that 28-31 range, get Maxi back, and can they actually make a move? They can't survive at 500 ball. No, and I think you're right. Uh, 30 points or so would be just fine and dandy, and they will be able to spread the scoring around a little bit more now that Harden is back. Remember, he was out during that whole stretch you talked about other than the last few games. Um, Maxie will be back soon. So, yeah, if he's going to get 30 a night and Harden and Maxie about 20 each, that's 70 points right there. It's the other guys that I'm worried about. So uh, give these guys a chance, Bill. Long way to go still. And like I said, they got a lot of opportunity right now with this long homestand. And uh, Christmas Day meeting against the Knicks also. So uh, something to look forward yeah. to there. Well, and, you know, I, I guess the only thing, I'm still not on the on the Glenn Rivers train and probably not ever going to be unless he wins a championship. But um, the further they get into the season, the least less likely they are to make a move. And, uh, you know, if you're sitting here, what, we're at 27 games. If you're sitting here at 54 games, two-thirds of the season in, and say you're 30 and 24, I don't know that that's good enough. We will revisit this, Bill. Uh, we, what's going on on the Edge of Philly sports lineup? Well, this week? I the Edge of Philly is loaded as usual, wall to wall, uh, continuing to grow. You can catch all the action, www.eopsports.com, as well as Edge of Philly sports on YouTube. You can find our show, Philly Press Box Radio, on our YouTube channel as well. Help us out by hitting that subscribe, follow, like buttons, and always share with your family and friends, as you can see, lots of Eagle stuff uh, starts at 9 a.m. on Sunday, pregame, halftime, postgame, and everything else on Sundays. And we cover everything the rest of the week as well at yes, EOP we Sports. Do. It's boop so, time. Is it boop time? Let's I welcome our man from Boop Stats, Bob Vitron Jr. Brought to hey, us by Hi. Blitz Bar Hi. Grill. Hi, I'm Bill Furman. Nice to meet you. Not Ray. <laughs> Not Ray. Where's your ukulele, Bill? Come on. <laughs> well, you know, Boop, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, okay. I hear it. Come <laughs> okay. shirt, my rainbow. We're good to go right here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> well, <laughs> Boop, it's good to see you. I can't say much for the other guy in the screen, but uh, 
you know, I'd rather look at rainbows than uh, mountains than yeah. some people. <laughs> I don't like it when daddy and daddy fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, hey, Chad, how did we do a week 14? Uh, uh, what's the standings? Do we even want to know? You probably don't want to know. Neither of you guys. Uh, both of you went two and two last weekend, but the defending Come on. odds makers last week. I took the Niners to be. I don't know the how that happened, Boop. And I took the Lions to defeat the Vikings. The line told me something, and I listened. Vegas knows some stuff occasionally, guys. So for the season, I am now 37-19, and improving my lead over Bill to three games. Boop, you're you're eight games back, so whatever. (laughs) All right. That mute worked out just well. I'm glad I had that button. Five games this week, guys. Five games. Five games. Let's do it. We added a couple to the list. Miami at Buffalo on Saturday night. The Bills minus seven and a half, Boo. My heart says Miami because I still my Chiefs are still chasing the Bills. But they were out west for 10 days. They came away with two losses. They fly to Miami, and now they got to fly north for a Saturday game. I don't think they have anything in the tank. Buffalo. Yeah, I don't know what the weather's like in Buffalo this weekend, but it's never real pleasant in December in Buffalo. Uh, I'm taking the Bills also. I'm taking the Bills as well. Okay. We're not gonna make we're not making up any ground on that one, Boop. Not there. Thursday night football. It's not about 49ers. Ground, it's about informing the proletariat out there. That's it. That's, That's right. right. Thursday night football, 49ers at Seattle. The Niners are minus three and a half. They got some quarterback issues, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, Case, but I'm looking at the other side of the ball. KC posted a 44 on them a couple weeks ago, and then the six games since they've only allowed 64 points total. So the quarterback position isn't quite as important when your defense is playing that well. Niners have survived this one. Hmm. Well, you know what, guys? I originally wrote down the Niners, but knowing that Purdy's a little banged up, Seattle fighting for a playoff spot. I switched. I am taking the Seahawks, so you guys may have a shot here. Well, Seven games I, back, here I come. Uh, I, I've been wrong on the 49ers every time we've put them up here this year. Uh, it's gone the wrong way for me, but I'm going 49ers, I, and it's based on that defense. And uh, yeah, they dismantled defense. that Tampa Bay team last <laughs> week. Uh, just tore them up. So I'm going with the 49ers. All right. All right. That brings us back to Sunday. Dallas visits Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cowboys minus five. Jacksonville hasn't lost in Jacksonville since October 23rd. I'm hoping the Cowboys are the first three quarters come out from last week and that uh, Jaguars steal this one. You know, believe it or not, guys, and I wrote it down here. I also took Jacksonville J-A-X. There it is. I am taking Doug and the Jags to upset the Cowboys. And it's funny you've said that because I was taking Jacksonville all along in this game. Uh, I, I I just think uh, Jacksonville's playing better and Dallas is just playing okay. We'll see. All right. All right. So that gets us to Sunday night football. The Giants visit Washington. Uh, the commanders are minus four and a half. Serious playoff implications in this one. It's like an elimination game almost uh, in the NFC East. Both are seven, five, and one, but New York hasn't won in a month. Washington hasn't lost in a month. That's pretty easy math, even for Bill. So, Washington. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about this one. I'm taking Washington. I think we're seeing the real Giants now. 
Washington's a better team. I got to be honest. So uh, commanders all the way. Yeah, I, I'm taking Washington too. Although I don't think the Giants are as bad as they were last Sunday where they were just horrendous. I think they'll play better. But like you say, Boop, uh, Washington's Washington. got the hot hand. They're playing good ball. All right, yeah, that absolutely. gets us to uh, Eagles. They travel to Chicago to play the three and ten Bears. The Eagles are minus nine in this game. Boop. Yeah, yeah. You know, between you, me, and Ray's uh, pad, uh, the Bears are not going to beat the Eagles. The only shot they have is if somehow the Eagles beat themselves. Uh, Hertz hasn't thrown interception since they lost, so that's probably not going to happen. So it's it's got to be the Birds. By the way. Do you know that the Eagles lost their first 15 games they ever played against the Bears out there? Um, didn't win one until 1999, and they're in 7-2 out there since. Get out. Did not yeah. know that. That's on Boop Stats, I believe. Isn't it? Didn't I see stat. that on Boop Stats? Probably, yeah. I forgot you guys read that stuff. <laughs> I'm taking the Eagles also. I'm going to give you a score. 31-17 Eagles. They will win and cover. Uh, the Eagles will win and cover, and it'll be bigger than thirty-one seventeen. They're they're not the Bears aren't stopping that offense. They might they're going to hang another forty like they do pretty much every other week. I'm going Eagles in a big way. All right, all right. So we're not making up much ground on him this week, Boop. But uh, he he surprised me when he threw. He takes Dallas when they play the Eagles, and then he takes the Jags over Dallas. Go figure. I yeah, I stopped trying to figure Jet out early on. <laughs> well, Boop, yeah. any uh, splits, bar, and grill tidbits for us for week sure. 15? I've got a couple of things. I just want to point out the, the, the Eagles have a couple of streaks going that you also may have seen on my Twitter page, at BoopStats. Um, they've won eight straight road games, regular season road games. Uh, the club record is nine, which was done twice early in the Andy Reid era. They've won 12 straight regular season Sunday games. You know, the only loss was the Monday night game in Washington. Um, the nine, 12 straight Sunday wins ties a club mark that happened in 1949-50. And they've scored three straight games at 35 or more points. Uh, that's just tied for second in, in the club history. The 1949 team had five in a row. Uh, the other thing to look out for this week for our betting fans is seven of the last eight Eagles games have been over. Uh, in fact, the Eagles have nine overs this season, which is tied for most in the NFL. You want to take a stab at who the other team with nine overs is this season? Kansas City Chiefs. The Bears. The Bears, get out. Yeah, so you're looking at the top two teams in overs uh, playing each other. So the line's probably a little higher because Las Vegas knows that. But if you're looking to bet an over, it's probably not going to get a little better thing than Bears-Eagles in week 14, so okay. 15. Unless the blizzard rolls through there or something like that. Yeah, I looked at the weather. It looks like a 4% chance of rain, and the wind's not going to be nearly as bad as it can be in Chicago. So, Gotcha. Hey, Boop, one final thing I have for you uh, off of football. The Holy War takes place this weekend. Villanova, St. Joe's, who, who you like? Well, you know, it's funny. The Vill Villanova without Cam Whitmore is a hell, heck of a different team than the Villanova with Cam Whitmore. Uh St. Joe's is certainly making their way back a little bit. Um, they, they got decimated by the, the personnel changes, both on the floor and off the floor, and they're starting to work their way back, which Villanova is still a little bit more like Villanova. Um, I went the first moment I saw Cam Whitmore played, I went and started looking at Villanova NCAA title odds, and uh, the best I found was a 250-1 to 1 at Caesars, which I got jumped on right away. Uh, now it's down to about 150-1, to 1, and they haven't gotten more back. 
So he's not rushing back, but if he gets back by mid Big East and get himself into shape, I think they're a national title contender at that point. But Whitmore is that good. Moore adds that much to them. And the two other new guys, Armstrong and Hawson, it's almost like a Villanova of old 2.0 kind of. Wow. And this one's at the Hagen Arena, right, uh, this week. It's at St. Joe's. It is, yes. That's, yeah, that, that, that's false. That. It's not a plus, obviously, but – um, if you're going to go playing campuses, I'm, I'm I like that they're nice, cozy campus places, and not going to a you know a Carolina campus or something like that. Gotcha. All right, hey, before we let you go, let everybody know where they can follow you on your social media and check out those boob stats. You can find me on Twitter at boob stats um, as Bill and Chet and Ray. Do- oh, no, wait, Ray doesn't because Ray doesn't have. Oh, and by the way, I watched many games with my father when he was around, and I got to tell you. He was starting to pick stuff up there for a while too. So, um, and you can find me at uh, at boopstats.com. So, all right, boop, appreciate it as always, and we'll see you next week. We'll be one right. game closer. <laughs> all right, yes, we will. Thanks, boop. See you, boop. Hey, Bill. Uh, listen, I got to tell you something. We don't have, we don't have time for Phillies talk because. I gotta squeeze in a random chat. You gotta forgive oh, me. Oh Lord. I have to do it. It's December, Bill. I'm heavily into the craft beer mode. So <laughs> without any further ado, I've gotta sneak this in right now. Drink. Okay, if you've watched our Philly Press Box radio show more than a few times, or if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you know that I'm a craft beer guy. And I gotta tell you, every year after Thanksgiving is over, I can't wait to enjoy a bunch of my favorites in the Christmas and winter beer categories. And of course, find a few new ones too. Well, I need to start with what to me was very bad news. Despite me touting this one the last couple of years, This is a a fantastic vanilla coffee ale from Boston-based UFO Beer Company. They decided not to brew this terrific winter blonde this year. I actually emailed them about it, told them how disappointed I was. They didn't seem to care. So for this winter release, no more UFO winter blonde. But look, I saved this one in my refrigerator, I kid you not, from last January, just in case something tragic like this were to happen. And right after I'm done here, I'm going to pop this baby open and enjoy it. All right. Other holiday beers I've really, really enjoyed in recent years included, well, three of them from Samuel Adams. Old Fezziwig, which has a little spice to it. Winter Lager, which is described as festive and smooth. And my personal favorite from them, this one, Sam Adams Holiday White Ale. 5.8% alcohol by volume and very, very smooth. I like this one. Among local breweries, Conchahawken Brewery has a tasty gingerbread ale back on the menu, and it's available in local stores as well. It's called You Can't Catch Me, 6.2% ABV. Lansdale's Round Guys Brewing makes uh, a real good one. It's called Christmas in Hollis, a nice brown ale with cinnamon and vanilla coming through. And, of course, there are two stronger beers out there that are extremely popular. Uh, They are from the area as well. Victory Brewing, based in Downingtown, 10% alcohol by volume. And another big seller everywhere, of course, in that same uh, category would be this one from Hershey's Trogues Brewing. It is the Mad Elf with a decent amount of cherry flavor coming through and a mighty 11% ABV. Don't try to drink more than two of these in one sitting. Trust me. Oh, if you're in the Morrisville, Pennsylvania area, be sure to pop into Bitchin' Kitten, the brewery that opened 
little over a year ago and try their Belgian double that they call St. Nicolas. Get it? 9% ABV, and that too has a cherry flavor to it. Also, be sure to get the red and green sugar on the rim of your glass. Well, speaking of local establishments, you know that I love the Irish Rover in Langhorn, PA, and they have a real good Christmas ale on tap this month from Pottstown's Sly Fox Brewing. It is simply called Christmas, and as it says, it is a holly jolly ale, 6.3% ABV and very smooth. I just discovered that one just a few weeks ago. Other new-to-me holiday beers I sampled in recent weeks would include I love the name of this one, Fugly Sweater from Ithaca Brewery. Um, it's a dark lager, and it was just okay, to be honest. Great name, Fugly Sweater, but uh, not one of my personal favorites. Now, much, much better would be this one from Yards Brewing in Philadelphia. It is called Long John's, a 6% ABV winter lager. And, oh, my personal favorite among the new ones that I recently found from Woodbury, New Jersey's Eight and Sand Beer Company, it is a Bavarian Hefeweizen, just 4.5% alcohol by volume, and it's called Holiday Hef. Really, really like this one. Now, if you will excuse me, I got a date with a winter blonde. As always, drink responsibly, and oh yeah, happy holidays. Well, it's funny that you were uh, looking for winter blonde. I just spent the week drinking bikini blondes. Uh, so, you can't go wrong with any kind of blonde, Bill. Yeah, that's right. And by the way, your sister says it's batching kitchen. <laughs> batching? Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. Whoops, wrong one. Here it is. There you that go. Batching. 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 Come on. She, she wants you to watch your go. language. She wants you to watch your language. That's what it is. Hey, let's Still take another quick break and thank Still our good. friends at the PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page. People can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. Check it out on their Facebook page. Like it or follow it. It's PPCC 118 Raz Room. That's right. PPCC 118 Raz Room on Facebook. Hey, Bill, Edge of Philly Sports has a new sponsor right now. It is Sherry's Ticket Town. They got a great selection of concert and sports event tickets with no hidden fees. Sherry's Ticket Town. And yes, there are even Springsteen tickets available on there at competitive secondary market prices. And you can save 10% with the promo code EOP10. Again, Sherry's Ticket Town, but the website is actually sherrystickets.com. Very good. Uh, any other trips coming up? You got anything going on that got the holiday season? I guess you're going to stick around a little closer to home. You got any ball yeah, games coming major. up? I'm seeing a lot of bands at, uh, you know, some local pubs. Uh, that'll be pretty much every weekend I'm going to be seeing a band. But no, no major trips. Uh, probably, oh, my Christmas Eve, like Ray's, will be at an in-laws. And both my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their niece are all stinking Cowboys fans, so it could get ugly. Yes. Boy, that's, get ugly. that's just about as awful as it can be right there. Well, you could always set up a TV in the yard if it's good and cold. <laughs> that would be for them, obviously. There'll be pizza and wings and lots of beer, so I'll be okay. All right. You're not going to the Rose Bowl to see the Nittany Lions play Utah this year, huh? Uh, not this year, no. I wish. It would be nice to get out to California. Yeah. 
Well, there's a there was a little discussion around here. Uh, my son's girlfriend uh, is a graduate of the University of Tennessee, and Tennessee's playing Clemson in the Orange Bowl in Miami. So there's a little discussion about possibility of that happening, but uh, oh. we'll we'll see how that goes. Must be nice uh, to be retired. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, you want to know about next week? Well, yeah, we skipped that. Come Who's on. coming next week? I figured you wanted you know, to know. I, that. I wasn't yeah. sure if I was going to be here. That'd be two weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, so I, I know. <laughs> Wearing you out. Another great one on tap next week, Bill. It's become something of a, an annual event about this time of year. In fact, we had them the very same week last year at this time. That would be old number 86 joining us. Always great to talk to Arkansas Fred Barnett. Uh, what a good guy. And I'm sure he's enjoying this Eagle season, just like all the rest of us. We have a second guest on the show next week as well. He's a big-time Philly sports fan, and he's got a brand-new inspirational book out called Rings of Kindness. Very uh, nice from what I, I've read about it. It is our old buddy Matt Goldberg. So Freddie B. and Matt G. Looking forward to that. I know Fred Fred will have a lot to say about the receiver situation with the Eagles. Uh -oh. He guaranteed that. He's yeah, got to be he's loving that. He's seen. Yep. And and Matt Goldberg, uh, we've had him before. Snowball's Chance uh, book uh, on Philly sports was really good. I read that a couple years ago. Absolutely. Hey, uh, just a couple last things. Uh, you know about the fact that uh, we lost a colorful college football coach the other day, died of a heart attack at the young age of 61, Mike Leach. Mike Leach. And this guy also, Kurt Simmons, uh, he was the final surviving member of the Wiz Kids, Kurt Simmons. And, you know, until I read his obit, I did not know that he wasn't actually available to pitch in 1950s World Series against the Yankees because he was in the National Guard with the, in doing the Korean War. So, uh, he missed out on that World Series, but a longtime pitcher, and he won a lot of games, and now there are no more of the Wiz kids remaining. There are, there are many that thought if he did pitch in that World Series, that World Series might have ended a little bit differently. Yeah, you never know. So rest so, in peace, Mike Leach and Kurt Simmons. And Kirstie Alley? You lost your pal Kirstie Alley. I know yeah, you talked to her. her while you were away. Yeah, that was a shame. Yep. And, night, and happy 99th birthday to Bob Barker. If you're 99, <laughs> you get a shout-out right here. What do you think? And Dick Van Dyke, 97 or 98 the other day. So, boy, yeah. I, I hope we're that lucky, Bill. treating them good. Yeah. Wrap it up, Bill. If we're if we're 97, we'll be in, like, our 50th year. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's wrap this out. thing up. Let's thank tonight's special guest, Ray Dinninger, Bob Vitrone Jr., our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourH.com. PPCC 118 Raz Room and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. For Jim Chechesco, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, December the 21st at 7 p.m. You can listen live on Facebook, listen through our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio, on Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all the others. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans, and go birds. Let's do the song.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.